Shalom, and welcome to the UMJC Weekly Torah Commentary Series. I'm Rabbi Stuart Daum, and from Mahavatzion Messianic Synagogue. This Thursday, we begin the fourth week of Counting the Omer, and we're focusing this week on kindness and goodness, which amounts to love, one of the fruits of the Spirit. To follow along with the rest of the Messianic Jewish community in Counting the Omer together, Download your free print-at-home Omer journal at umjc.org. Many people skip over Leviticus, assuming these archaic chapters are irrelevant to our lives. This week's parasha proves such people to be mistaken. Read coherently and taken seriously, even Two verses in today's parasha can transform our lives in service to God and mankind. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs opens up our understanding. Quote, At first glance, these laws have nothing to do with one another. Some are about conscience, some about politics and economics, and others about purity and taboo. Clearly, though, Torah is telling us otherwise. They do have something in common. They are all about order, limits, boundaries. They are telling us that reality has a certain underlying structure whose integrity must be honored. If you hate or take revenge, you destroy relationships. If you commit injustice, you undermine the trust on which society depends. If you fail to respect the integrity of nature, different seeds, species, and so on, You take the first step down a path that ends in environmental disaster. Two verses in Leviticus, or Vayikra 19, turn us around and propel us forward. Leviticus 19.18 reminds us how the good life includes loving our neighbor as ourselves. In Torah's historical context, One's neighbors would be our fellow community members, joined to us by covenant, expressed or implied. This remains true today, whether speaking of religious covenants that Jews share in common, or secular covenants like the Constitution of the United States, or contractual arrangements with members of housing cooperatives. In Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37, A scribe questions Yeshua on the extent of our obligation to love our neighbor as ourselves, asking, Who is my neighbor? The scribe may want to limit the term to his own crowd, countrymen, or cronies. Yeshua's response is the parable of the Good Samaritan, insisting that our neighbor is anyone we treat in a neighborly fashion. Yeshua's point? The responsibility for treating others with love always falls on our shoulders, and godly people are those who apply the term neighbor in a liberal rather than restricted manner. A second verse in Leviticus drives this point home. Vayikra 19 verse 34 tells us we must not only love our neighbor as ourselves, but also, quote, treat the foreigner staying with you, like the native-born among you, you are to love him, the foreigner, the stranger, as yourself. 
I am Adonai, your God. If we are paying attention, we might protest that God is being politically intrusive. He is. He is messing with our categories of obligation, just as Yeshua did with the inquiring scribe. The circle of obligation extends beyond our preferences, prejudices, and comfort zone. We've been talking about loving both neighbor and stranger, but what is this thing called love? What Torah means by this kind of love is best conveyed by the Hebrew word chesed, a concept so rich it defies simple word-for-word translation into any other language. You will see it translated as mercy, other times as kindness, loving-kindness, goodness, and covenant faithfulness. But even then, the dynamic nature of chesed pulls against the confines of the words we choose as equivalents. They are not equivalent because none of these words help us feel the warmth and sense the scope of the Hebrew. Rabbi Sachs warms up our cold and narrow definitions. He says, Chesed is about emotional support, loving kindness, love as compassion. It is what we mean when we speak of God in Psalm 147 as one who heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. It includes hospitality to the lonely, visiting the sick, comforting the bereaved, raising the spirits of the depressed, helping people through crisis in their lives, and making those at the margins feel part of the community. End quote. Chesed is always on the move, proactively involved in meeting the needs of others. That's what Avraham did when he went forth to meet three traveling strangers and feed them lavishly in Genesis 18, just one biblical example of chesed on the move. We might define chesed as familial responsiveness, that is, responding to others and their needs as if they are members of our family to whom we owe our engagement and concern. The scholar Catherine Dube Sackenfeld takes us deeper still. Here is a list of Chesed's characteristics adapted from her work Responsiveness in Action Loyalty in Biblical Perspective 1. Chesed or familial responsiveness is made manifest in concrete action 2. Chesed or familial responsiveness is to another person or persons in relationship with the one who takes action it is not simply a commitment to an idea or a cause. 3. Chesed, or familial responsiveness, is offered to a person in need by a person seeking to fill that need. Narrative texts in the Bible tend to focus on dramatic needs, but even the smallest need in the most everyday situation might become an occasion for showing chesed. 4. The need places the potential recipient in a position of dependence on the one in a position to demonstrate chesed. 5. There are no societal legal sanctions for the failure to demonstrate chesed, 
Thus, the doer is in a situation of free decision. 6. Hence, chesed is shown in a freely undertaken fulfillment of an existing commitment to another who is now in a situation of need. Sackenfeld's first point speaks of making chesed manifest through actions that display chesed. Such actions are termed gemilut chasadim, literally the bestowal of loving-kindness, the most comprehensive and fundamental of all Jewish social virtues, which encompasses the whole range of the duties of sympathetic consideration toward one's fellow man. That's from the encyclopedia.com. We see a cluster of such gemilut chasadim in a narrative of Kepha's ministry in the book of Acts. In rapid succession, Kepha heals a paralyzed man named Aeneas, and then the scene shifts to Yafo, where a woman named Tavita is known for her acts of tzedakah, that is, financial help to the needy, and other good deeds. She takes ill and dies, and the women of the community wash her body in preparation for burial. Two men ask Kepha to come to Yafo, and there the women show him garments Tavita had made for others in the community, most likely poor women she was helping. Kepha prays for Tavita and raises her up. All of these actions are gemilut chasadim, deeds of familial responsiveness, demonstrating chesed. Scripture highlights the importance of chesed on the move by clustering the examples together. For us, as for the scribe who queried Yeshua, perhaps the hardest thing about chesed is welcoming and serving the stranger. The more different from us the stranger is in appearance, station in life, and opinion, the harder it is to touch their needs with our provision and concern. But can we be true children of the Avraham of Genesis 18 without welcoming and serving the stranger through deeds of chesed? Priest and author Henri Nguyen, in his book Reaching Out, The Three Movements of the Spiritual Life, takes us still deeper. He says, Although many, we might even say most strangers in this world, become easily the victim of a fearful hostility, it is obligatory for us as God's people to offer an open and hospitable space where strangers can cast off their strangeness and become our fellow human beings. The movement is from hostility to hospitality, and it's hard and full of difficulties. Our society seems to be increasingly full of fearful defensive, aggressive people, anxiously clinging to their property and inclined to look at their surrounding world with suspicion, always expecting an enemy to suddenly appear, intrude, and do harm. Close quotes. These are the strangers, the foreigners, whom Torah demands we love as we love ourselves, just as we would love the members of our own family. Chesed is treating others 
with familial responsiveness, whether close-in cronies or strangers from afar. What is this thing called love? It is following in the footsteps of Abraham. It is imitating the kind of familial responsiveness we saw in Kepha and the community demonstrating in Acts chapter 9. It is treating even strangers like family and proactively seeking to meet their needs. Chesed love for others makes demands upon us while reducing the demands upon them. Of all of the fruits of the Spirit, this is the sweetest. This is Rabbi Stuart Dowerman signing off and wishing you good days of counting the Omer and Shabbat Shalom. For more commentaries like this one, visit umjc.org slash commentaries.